in knowing when to turn right or when to turn left, you kind of have to understand in that moment that what if you are debating something, take the chance because you never know where it might lead. You know where you are today, right? You know what what you've been doing and where you sit today. And by not taking the chance, you'll still sit there and then wherever life takes you, it'll take you. But sometimes that unknown can bring so much impact and so much joy to yourself. Join me, Jeremy Swick, on Into the Unknown, a podcast that delves into the personal journeys, stories, and experiences of individuals across diverse professions. As a historian by trade, I firmly believe that our personal histories shape our present and offer valuable insights into our paths ahead. With that being said, let's get into it. So today I am joined with my good friend, Olivia Adkin. Olivia, how are you doing I'm doing today? great. I'm so excited to be on and being able to have this great conversation with you. I'm such a big believer in networking. And would you mind explaining just kind of how we got connected? So we got connected through one of my good friends, Marcus Ogden, who me and him are very much in the same realm, just like you with podcasting and bringing different messages to different individuals. And he had talked with you and then he was like, you definitely got to be on the show. Let's connect. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And that's how we ended up here today. And we talked about it before recording is just that when you have someone in your network that connects with you, it's kind of that instant badge of approval, mm-hmm. which is always really exciting. You get excited to talk to someone that someone you admire or trust are already kind of vetted, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. And I always say that with what I do and trying to advise other people of understanding your name holds weight and what value do you bring to your name and the people that are in your circle. Networking is so important, but also understanding that who you are and what you bring to the table. And then if you are going to, in this case, like kind of introduce to connections, the person, for example, me being on your show, Marcus had to know that I was going to be a good fit, right? Because if I wasn't going to be a good fit or I was a no show or whatever it might be, not only is that ending up ruining my reputation in a way and the possible connections we can be having, but it also ends up hindering the way Marcus is viewed. So it can be just as important to understand when you do put your name on the line and do those kinds of introductions, like you say, it's that badge of approval in knowing that you bring value and the people that you recommend bring value to so you don't want to just throw names out there either. When I was working in museums, it was one of those things that for me, if I put my name on an exhibit, I wanted it to be done to the best of my abilities because not only are you representing your institution, which is important, but at the end of the day, I'm leaving that institution at some point and you always want to make sure where your name is put, it's something that holds value and respect. Oh, of course. And it's one of those things too that you leave a legacy wherever you go, right? And that's really what we talk about here and understanding that no matter your environment, you leave a mark. So what is that mark you want it to be? Let's jump into it. I want to know your comic book issue, origin story, episode (laughs) number one. So for me, I think it really started 
when, you know, I grew up playing sports until I was a swimmer and was training multiple times a day until I was about nine years old. And then that was, I think, looking back a real pivotal time um, because at nine years old, I was diagnosed with epilepsy. Um, a rare form of epilepsy, but it ended up causing me not to be able to swim anymore. You know, you go from, I kind of put it in the view of, I was, I had a lot of friends, you know, you were the popular kid, you kind of knew what was going on. Going from that to no, especially at nine years old, no one knew what epilepsy was. We're also talking almost 20 years ago, I'll be 29 shortly. So really almost 20 years ago, there, there's not as much information even now about it where people know about it. Imagine 20 years ago and having a rare form of it. So at nine years old, when kids are seeing you have a seizure, they don't know what's going on. You quickly kind of lose friends and people get biases of what's happening. So for me during that time, you know, still as a kid and not fully understanding what was going on or why now you're being looked at differently or why now you need an aid in your classroom. Um, it was really starting to understand that everyone has a story. Everyone goes through things and you can make an impact without even realizing you're making an impact on someone. Fast forward years, you know, my elementary gym teacher ended up transferring my freshman year to our local high school. And I was very close with him in elementary school. My family was very close with him. And he, at that point, my seizures had stopped. They were totally under control. Towards the end of my middle school years, I tried a few sports, but nothing gave me that passion anymore. And he had a conversation with me going into my freshman year of, hey, I'm going to be you know, the at East, Cherry Hill High School East, which is my alma mater, and we need a wrestling manager. Why don't you come be the manager? And it was taking the love of sports and interacting with people and being knowing I was going to be in a safe space because I knew him and I was going to be comfortable. And so I decided to do that. And by did that and then ended up that same year doing really well in it, really enjoying it, being able to manage athletes and, you know, build friendships and understanding different aspects of sports. And then by spring, I ended up also becoming the manager of lacrosse. By the end of my sophomore year, you know, people, the other coaches were like, whoa, why isn't Olivia a manager for us? So now by the time I graduated, I was the manager of my high school's wrestling uh, lacrosse, baseball, and I helped out with football as well. And that kind of led me into when I went to my university, my alma mater, Quinnipiac University, having the conversation and that door open to manage two of their D1 hockey programs for both men and women. So I got to see that and experience that. And just understanding you have to be a go-getter, you know, you have to put yourself in positions to grow. And I ended up interning during my college years at the New York Football Giants, one of my favorite organizations. They were wonderful to work for, and I will always um, enjoy those memories I have. You know, they say once a giant, always a giant. It really is true. And they took me under their wing. I started in player engagement, working directly with players and with my 
background at the time I got in my degree in business management. I was still in school, but getting that degree and a minor in sports studies and law, but also understanding the management part of sports already, I was able, um, while doing that, I was getting certifications in HR and project management. I was able to enter different rooms, right? As we might call them. So I started in player engagement, but then when HR and legal needed someone, they knew they could rely on me and I was always there and willing to put in the work and learn. I got seated at those tables to be able to get that experience. I ended up working PR for them for almost six years, their game day staff and managing different athletes along the way. And through that, I got a lot of experience, a lot of great, as I call them, family at this point, um, because you really connect with players and understand their experiences when you're kind of in that realm and working closely with them. So I've gotten a lot of friendships out of my time there and then growing and going back to school and understanding that one of the things I love so much about sports was seeing all the moving pieces, whether you're a player on the field or that front office and how it all combines together to really bring a game in that example to the, not just the players, but have them perform and bring that camaraderie, that community to the fans, which is really important is building that community. And I went on to get my MBA. I went back to school in 2019 and I got my MBA and I got that in a concentration in supply chain. And I've been able to work at locations like Lockheed Martin. I sit on the state board of Connecticut as their president for the supply chain chapter and the international board and really build a lot of different things while building different communities. But for me, the long answer to that is I think it really all pivoted and my viewpoint changed going through that one experience when I was younger to really see that no matter what's happening behind closed doors, you can always be working towards something and you can always put your foot forward and also have compassion for other people because you never know what the person next to you is going through. Olivia, I love that you mentioned that, especially pivoting. I think so much in life, we just whether we realize it or not, we just keep making the next right decision. We don't really know the outcome, but we just keep doing what we feel or think is best. Oh, for sure. And I try to tell people that all the time. You never know the decision you make today. And as you say, pivot is going to affect what you're doing three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. And your outlook changes over time, right? With every experience we have, with every interaction, whether it's immediate or long-term, it has an effect on who we are. And so I try to also show people and lead by example, but also have a lot of conversations of like, you never want to immediately turn something down, right? You always absorb the information, think on it, even if you think it's going to be a no right away, because that one possible no you might have thought about just saying no to could really turn into a yes. And it can change your projection and your growth, but it can also lead to a place in your life where everything ends up molding together and everything you've been working for and everything you've been trying to achieve in one role 
or not really grasping might end up happening in that area once kind of traveled down that path. One of the things I realized on our journey, if we had a blueprint of, hey, I need to go work here. I need to go work for the Giants. I need to go th this place. I need to then do this. I think a lot of people would follow that blueprint because it's the path mm -hmm. of least resistance. We would know exactly what we need to do to be successful. As you and I both know, that's not really how life works. So I want to ask you, when is a time in your life that you can think of where you could have gone east, you could have gone west? Obviously, we don't know the the other outcome, but when's the time you made a decision that uh, changed, I guess, the, the course of your trajectory? I think I've done that quite often, actually, in my life. For me, I've always put myself in a role of if I want something, I'm going to do everything to achieve it. And sometimes doors open, right? So I'm going to use two examples here. You know, when I started at the New York Giants, I didn't just apply for some job on some job site and go for it. I ended up building, finding Jerry Reese's, at the time, the GM, Jerry Reese's email address online, which is almost impossible to do. To be honest, I don't even remember how I did it. So I can't even tell people like, if you want to figure out anyone in any sports team, this is how you do it. Um, but I ended up finding his email and it was actually the end of my freshman year. And I found his email and emailed him about just learning more about what he does and what the Giants do and what the organization is about because I wanted to work in professional sports. I got in an email from his assistant very politely being like, it's the week before the draft. He is not talking to you. Um, like, what are you thinking? And I built a relationship with her via email for almost a year um, of just talking and checking in and not needing anything. And she ended up during that time connecting me with um, Charles Way, who was the head of player engagement player development at the time for the New York Giants. And we had a conversation and he was like, we don't hire interns your age, but we can have a discussion. And again, it was coming very much from a place of wanting to learn, not necessarily get a job, but wanting to learn. And by the end of it, he ended up asking for my resume, kept building relationships for about a year. And when the next year came, my sophomore year, I kind of brought up potentially, is there anything open do you know anyone who can have a conversation again? And Jerry Reese's um, assistant connected me with some people. And one of them, Ethan Medley, who is an amazing individual, he decided he would have an in-person kind of mock interview for me in person. And just really, I can get a flavor of what it's like and get that experience. But understand that's all it was. And he took me in, we had lunch at the New York football giants. One of the amazing things they do is everyone needs lunch at the same time. So I go in for this interview and I sit down and you're in a room. Now, mind you, who brought me into the cafeteria? So you're in a room at that time with Odell, with Eli, with Mr. Mara, with everyone. And we have our interview right there during lunch. And then by the end of it, he was like, you know what? I don't have anything open, but I, I think player development, 
might have something open and I think you might be a good fit. I'll pass it along. And if they decide to call you, they decide to call you. Um, and obviously I ended up having that interview and getting hired by David Tyree, who had taken over player engagement at that time. And I got to work with him and then building things. So for me, even that pure example of not knowing where things might go, it was very, even along that journey of, you can just say no and close the door and it's an impossible task. And a lot of people were like, you're not going to end up even talking to any of these individuals. And I made that happen. We fast forward years and my company Achieving Success LLC launched, our company launched November 1st, 2022. And the only reason I think at this point or possibly ever my company would have launched is because almost a year prior, about eight months prior, I was approached while working for Lockheed Martin. I was also a professor and sitting on a few nonprofit state boards. I was approached by a publishing company, Kendall Home Publishing. He was looking for someone to write a book on career development. And they had heard me speak. They'd seen everything I was doing and the impact I was making. And they want to have a meeting with me. And at first it was that I'm never, I'm not a writer. Um, I never thought of myself as a writer. Um, and I don't think I, this is something I would ever do, but it's that moment of you can either go right and say yes to even the phone call, or you can go left and keep doing everything I was doing. Again, I was working full-time for Lockheed Martin teaching and running a few non-for-profits. So I was good. My plate was full. Um, and I decided to have the conversation. It wasn't going to be a yes. It wasn't going to be a no. Um, had the conversation my with my, and who ended up being my project management manager at Kendall Hunt Publishing, Linnell. And she is an amazing individual. And I was like, listen, what you're saying is great. I have a few stipulations, you know, make it very affordable. Can I have leniency with how I want to write it and creativity? And everything was a yes. And so from there, I took that and was like, okay, let's do this. If I can make a difference or help some person understand, understand the importance of career development or understand the tools they might not have previously thought of, I did my job. So let's write this book. Um, the book was originally going to be published December 2021. We ended up publishing Jet, uh, July 2021. So it, I signed my contract the end of March and within like three months, the whole book was written and published. Um, and during that process, we worked really good as a team and understanding the moving pieces. And the day I got my first copies of the book, I called the team, you know, my editor, everyone thanked them. And on the phone, Linnell said, you know, every time we talk to you, it's amazing to talk to you. You can connect with everyone. You have all these different journeys. You should really start a podcast. And I was like, Linnell, do you understand how much time I have on my plate? Like I'm none. Do you even have, again, it was that moment of deciding to go right or left and not knowing the unknown in one option. If I went right, 
who knows where that could lead. If I went left, I'm staying with my accomplishments and my what I'm doing. Fast forward, she did not have, they didn't even have a podcast division. So I put it on the back burner. Again, I was going down my road and it just kept getting brought up by people. When I tell the story, they'd be like, oh my God, yes, you should do this. Fast forward to September, I was like, let's really see what this could do. I don't know where it can go. We ended up by November 1st, launching and releasing our first episode of Achieving Success with Olivia Atkin, which within 20 weeks became the top 10% most listened to podcast in the world. We're currently on every platform. We are in over 16 countries, you know, the growth of it. And if I'd said no, that podcast would have never been created. It wouldn't be making the impact it was making. In the process of creating the podcast, I created the coaching and consulting aspect and the overarching company achieving success, which by this past April ended up becoming my full-time job. So now I get to make an impact on so many people's lives and see the difference I'm making, talk to people and connect with people from all over the world. Um, We've had guests on from all over the world and connections like yourself that I might not have even met prior to starting this. So in knowing when to turn right or when to turn left, you kind of have to understand in that moment that what if you are debating something take the chance because you never know where it might lead you know where you are today right you know what what you've been doing and where you sit today and by not taking the chance you'll still sit there and then wherever life takes you it'll take you but sometimes that unknown can bring so much impact and so much joy to yourself and for me my company and all of my degrees and I've hold a certification in every business area there is and all of my experience I'm able to apply to my business to the show and really have in-depth conversations and make a difference with some individuals because I've been in their shoes as well Olivia I I love all that I mean I think one of the things is as you mentioned and I'm glad you mentioned it's stepping into the unknown I know we we talked about it a little bit. Is there anything currently you're working on that's exciting other than the podcast and all the other incredible things you're doing with your business? Is there anything you're immediately working on that's uh, kind of stepping into the unknown? So one thing we actually recently launched with within the company is a new division of our coaching where you work directly with me and I work with podcasters or people trying to get exposure on different podcast platforms. So stepping into the unknown right now is really looking at and evaluating the different ways I can make an impact. So right now that's really growing the podcasting part of mentoring and coaching. But I think as I grow and as the podcast grows and the business goes, there's going to be a lot more unknown. Starting this company again in November, 2022, There's been a lot of firsts and a lot of growth in our company. So I lean into the unknown. I'm a big advocate of just leaning into it because all those small decisions end up impacting you and making a small decision become a big decision. 
Well, Olivia, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Where can people find more about you, your company? Uh, I would love to learn more. So you can find me on LinkedIn. My personal LinkedIn is Olivia Atkin. We're on every platform for the business. So TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. We have a underscore achieving success platform is our handle on all of the platforms. You can personally email me at olivia.akin at achieving-success.com or you can go to my website, achieving-success.com. Awesome. Olivia, thanks so much again. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me on. That was another fun episode of Into the Unknown. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen. And if it provides you any value or entertainment, I would love if you shared it with others, liked, subscribed, and really just helped the podcast grow. Again, tell a friend, tell a foe, just anyone who might enjoy hearing some stories of people's own journeys and what got them to where they are today. Till next time.